Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Joey and Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, the link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it is absolutely free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk where today... We are going to absolutely prove to you, well, we think so, that the bottom is not in yet. Joey, how you doing, bro? I'm just uh, thinking, how are we going to do that? But yeah, yo, Mikey, yeah, it's great to be uh, back on with you. I'm great to have you back on the podcast, mate. I'm doing great. I've had a really good day at work. Nice and easy. The sun's still out. Meant to be cooling down a bit tomorrow. It's pretty hot here, so I don't think I'll be too disappointed with that. But how are you, Mike? Hey, man, I'm good. Hanging in there. Dealing with some family stuff. Got my wall painted. Pretty excited yeah, about look, that. Looks looks nice. Looks hey, nice. you know, hey, we're blowing up, man. Over a thousand subs now. You know, gotta gotta do some uh, improvements to the uh, to the podcast. But yeah, look, I I can't prove that the bottom's not in yet, right? But I think I think I have some telling news that should make our listeners just beware and be cautious, right? So I think that's ultimately what I would eventually like to get into. But first, as always, Joey, let's talk about the market because yesterday. Bitcoin hit 25K. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, when when we went down, uh, you know, to under 18K, um, it was, it was, I can't remember exactly what it was, 17 something, you know, when we was around 18K, I did expect a bounce and your bounce would come. It was just very hard to say, uh, you know, where that's going. And we still don't know exactly where that's going to end up. Is is the top in, local top in, potentially, potentially not. For me, it was always going to go to sort of at least 22, 23, you know, I also thought, you know, there was a bullish chance that it could go, you know, back into that 30K range. However, I didn't expect it. The fact that it, you know, struggled so much, I don't see it going there now. But are we done now? Do we have a little squeeze to 26? Possible. I think anything beyond 26, I, I, I can't see it. And the reason why I can't see it is it's just because of where the equities market is at the minute. And I'll come on to that later. But what's your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I mean, look, when you, when you look at trading view, right? And you go on and you kind of look at the daily where the where the momentum is and you see all these wicks, right? You just see this selling pressure coming in. You know, the weekly is finally uh, you know, got into that overbought zone. Um the the weekly candle on Bitcoin looks pretty bearish in my eyes, but you know, the yeah. 4 hours got some room, the hours got some room at time of recording. I, you know, look, Bitcoin hit that 25K and then it took a massive dump, right? It lost literally, I think it lost, it went up to 50, 55,200 and it dropped all the way back down to 20, I'm sorry, it went to 25,200 and then dropped all the way down the very next hour to 23,800. So you talk about a rejection, that was pretty, that was a pretty healthy rejection right there. So, you know, do I think there's a lot of selling pressure up there about that 26K that you're talking about? Yeah, I think we could. I think it has a chance to push to that, but I think at that point, dude, I think it's just, you know, it's going to start that next little move down, but we'll have to yeah. wait and see. Yeah, I, th I think you're right, Mike. The, the reason being is because you can see that obviously we've been, uh, you know, setting um, higher highs, but every time we've been setting those higher highs, you, you, you're spot on in what you're saying that, you know, there's been quite fairly aggressive wicks and that's not normally, you know, historically a bullish sign. Uh, you know, everyone thinks, you know, high, obviously you need higher highs, to go higher that you know that's, <laughs> right. that, that's common sense but also you know when you're in a general macro downtrend setting um, these higher highs isn't necessarily 
bullish. It's just, you know, like we said, there's a very, very good chance that this is just another bear market rally, you know, to fake some more uh, retail investors or, you know, naive investors out. Now, is there opportunities to go long and make money on these rallies? Absolutely. As long as, you know, you're locking gains and take profits. I've been looking in the Discord today. You know, actually, I think it's, you know, it's great to see. Uh, I've been reading about some, you know, individuals who who bought Bitcoin at 19K, 20K, and and they've just and they've just sold today and they've just sold at 24 and a half or they've just sold at 25. So let's just say, you know, hypothetically, they bought one Bitcoin. Well, well done. They've just made four thousand, five thousand dollars, you know, in, in the space of six, seven, eight weeks. Who, who doesn't want that? Right. So, you know, I respect it, you know, locking in gains. If Bitcoin went to the moon tomorrow, which I don't think it will, but let's just say hypothetically, you know, it, it did go, you know, shooting back right up there or all time highs or whatever. Should could, should you be sad that you sold? You know, you, you could always be in, in hindsight, but, you know, people are being sensible locking in gains. There's always going to be pullbacks. There's always going to be opportunities uh, to buy back in. So again, none of this is financial advice, but, you know, a lot of traders that I've been listening to, a lot that, you know, I respect in the space, they're all saying the same thing. Now's the time to be locking in gains, seriously be thinking about your positions because there's no clear evidence that, that the macro downtrend is over. It's still a gamble of whether we're going back to the upside. Yeah, I think they've been saying, you know, I think uh, the Dow Jones is on its fifth fifth day of green. And, um, you know, this morning it, it was pretty bearish. You know, the news this morning was finally talking about, which you and I and Imran have been covering, and also Chris, uh, talking about China. Um, and I think that's where I kind of want to get into this is uh, the China economy. Uh, they actually cut rates today. Um, and I think it was one of the first time that they've done that in a very, very, very long time because people are not borrowing money at all. Right. And I think, uh, I think this is the start of the news to come. Um, I have a couple articles that I found on it today. Um, that I kind of want to discuss because Joey, we we've we've talked about this and we've been calling it out. You know, last week when I was on here with you, you know, we I mentioned Elon Musk saying that the uh, you know his thoughts on the China housing market was a devastating thing that's going to it's going to cripple obviously the China economy. But look, China is the second largest economy in the world, right? If yep. China goes into a massive recession or even a stagflation. The whole world's going to feel it, right? Absolutely, yeah. The, the equity market is going to feel it big time. Um, you know, I know the states is you know we have a huge economy, but you know. So, anyways, uh, I I wanted to touch base on these articles just because a lot of people have been saying that you know I have gotten things said to me that y'all are crazy, the economy's fine, everything's going to go up, Bitcoin's just going to go, you know, small retracement, whatever, the bottom's in, yada yada yada. Look. I just want to bring some stuff to your attention because you ain't looking for it, right? Because most, most people are bullish. They're like, okay, we're back on, you know, we're going to the moon again, not necessarily to the moon. Say we go to 30K and then it bounces back down. But I just don't want people to get caught out because they're not seeing some of these signs that show shit about to hit the fan. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. You know, at the end of the day, crypto or not crypto, we're investing in markets here. And you've got to be aware of what is going on with the general glo global economy, okay? Because it, it, it affects every market. Crypto is not immune to this. It may have been, you know, in its sort of first six months or first year, you know, it was brand new technology. 
new emerging markets can do anything. But as time goes by, uh, this market is maturing. And if it's maturing, it's going to be following equities markets and macroeconomics is not immune to events. So this this one, I'm going to read a paragraph from the Guardian article that I found, um, basically states the property sector, which has been further rocked by a mortgage boycott, which I don't know if you guys know, but back in July, there were people that were standing outside of, of, of banks, literally telling them they weren't going to pay their mortgage because, or they weren't going to pay back a loan um, because the work that, that had been said, work that had been contracted to do on their house houses or whatever the case may be, say it was additions or whatever, literally just hasn't been done. And it's been years. It's not just been a couple months, right? So that was the first thing. And, and I don't think, I know here, I don't think a lot was covered about, you know, the uproar that was created. I don't, did you guys have any of that news? Well, well, no. And obviously the reason being is, is you know, because of Chinese censorship, you know, I was going to mention that. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, a lot of, you know, like I said, these, this thing could have been going on for a long time and it doesn't become, you know, globally apparent until, you know, as the, as news breaks out, news leaks out, et cetera. And we're just seeming to be, you know, touching the surface and finding out more actually on a daily basis. So, you know, not, not means like spread like huge FUD and fear here. We just keep it real on this channel. We, we tell you basically what we're seeing, what we're researching, what we're hearing from accredited sources and, you know, it does. It doesn't look good at the minute in China. It really doesn't. Yeah, it's it's not like I woke up this morning and wrote down. I think I'm going to tell our viewers today that I think that there's a chance, right? Like, yeah, uh, we're not we're not trying to make up black swan events here because we. Want you guys can you can look up the articles yourself, right? Like, um. So let me Absolutely. finish. Let me, let me finish this little paragraph real quick. So the property sector, which has been further rocked by a mortgage boycott that weighed on buyer sentiment, deteriorated in July. Property investment tumbled. 12.3% in July, the fastest rate this year, while the drop in new sales deepened to 28.9%. So people aren't buying houses, right? I think that's part of it. China's massive from a population standpoint. So if people aren't buying houses and develop, developers are some of the biggest money holders and you know, take Evergrande, for instance, right? $300 billion issue. That's what we'll just... That's all we'll say about Evergrande right now. It's not, it's not pocket change. <laughs> no, $300 billion. And most of it's tied up in stocks and bonds. So it's not cash. It's, you know, within the bonds market. And pensions so, as well. You know, pensions is you know, yeah. a serious, serious sector. You know, that the, if pensions get into trouble, I've been, I've been reading about, you know, potential huge, huge pension issues in, in Europe. You know, just go, go, go read the news. It, it is out there. So this, and then there's another article from Bloomberg that says China crisis wipes out $90 billion of developer market value. Builder shares weakest since 2012, junk bonds at a record low, sector outlook dim as Beijing prioritizes appeasing homeowners. And what they mean by appeasing homeowners is they have lowered interest rates so that people will borrow money. People aren't borrowing money, right? People are actually paying back their loans faster so that they're not tied up in all of that and so that they don't get screwed in the long run where you know say they have an interest say they have a locked in interest rate on a particular loan but the crisis happens and that interest rate just moons right so people are trying to pay their stuff off quicker so i i will go i'll try to find some other pieces inside this article that can kind of like help 
yeah you mentioned you mentioned on um why why you finding that mike you you mentioned on uh interest rates as well i've actually been i've been actually truly believing that this has been coming uh, for years globally i feel like global base rates have just been too low and this was this was absolutely inevitably gonna gonna happen we couldn't go on for beyond the decade with just ridiculously low base rates i think a lot of governments around the world have acted irresponsibly in, in doing so in my in my opinion you may any viewers have a completely different opinion please feel free to leave a comment below but you know i've been looking at what what the us is talking about going up around you know up to four five percent uh, next year I, I believe the uk will be there but really it will not surprise me if we go higher i'm not saying i don't think we're going to go into like 1980s levels you know 14 15 percent uh base rate interest because that would just be economic nuclear disaster i, I don't think i don't think that's going to happen but yeah, four or five percent. Don't don't be ride. Don't be uh, riding off. You know, six six to eight percent, in my opinion. If if things get ugly. Yeah, I mean, just reading this article just makes me as so bearish. It's I can't read the whole article. It's very long, but you know, we'll we'll try to put it in the. Um, I don't know if Chris will put it into the uh, description or not, but you guys can look this up. It's on Bloomberg. Just look up Bloomberg China crisis. Uh, and, and you can kind of dig more into it, but these, these articles are becoming more and more and more, um, prevalent across, you know, Google and searches, you know, I know China tries to censor it, but, um, it, it, it's coming and I think it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. Uh, there was something on the news today and I cannot describe it like perfectly, but I think there's five, five Chinese owned companies that trade on the New York Stock Exchange, they closed today. They are delisted off the New York Stock Exchange. So there's five of five companies out of seven that this morning is getting delisted off the New York Stock Exchange. So Google that also, if you'd like, there's five companies, they're US, so they're US-based companies, but China owned, and they're, they're being delisted off the New York Stock Exchange. So trouble ahead. If, if all of this starts gaining steam, right, and, and these things start failing and, and the, the paybacks and the mortgages and how much these developers owe to the banks and all of that, I mean, you're talking a potential for <laughs> worse than the 2008 bubble, like absolutely worse than Lehman Brothers and all of that. And do I think China will probably bail them out? Yeah. They're essentially what I heard is they're using the same damn bonds or the same damn loans that we used, like very similar, very similar. Like it's just junk bonds. It's a bond, like it's backed by like 5,000 little tiny little bonds. And it's like, I tell you what, it's crazy. If you want to see something, you know, really, really potentially scary, Mike, if you you ever go onto the the crypto savvy channel and you'll see them, you know, one of his viewers actually sent him a chart to uh, look at. And it, it was essentially a chart uh, compare, comparing the Dow Jones of the last couple of years to the 1929 Great Crash leading to the Great Depression. And I tell you what, the chart, look, you know, from sort of late the late 1920s looks scarily similar. <laughs> to, to, and look, I'm not I'm not saying we're going into a Great Depression, but I'm just saying the chart looks scarily similar from uh, sort of you know uh, 2019 
to, to 2020, 20, going into 22, looks scarily similar to those late 1920s. And then we know what happened in 1929. I wasn't there, so I don't want to say I know what happened. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've looked in, I like, I like my history. So yeah, check out your history. But yeah, I'm just saying, look, you see things in charts, things can be mirrored in charts and something completely different happens. I don't think we're going into a Great Depression. <laughs> Let's bloody well hope, hope we're not, ladies and gentlemen. But what we're, we're just highlighting these things to say, we're not trying to be like, oh God, we're super bearish. Bitcoin's going to zero. We want to go to the moon with you. We want to go to the moon with you, but we've got to, we've got to keep it real. We've got to stay cautious. We do expect at least lower lows on this channel. Yeah, look, I mean, I could very well throw... 30 grand into the market right now and be like, okay, I'll just sit here and wait for the bull run to come back. Right. Any of us could do it. I, I want, I want if you, Bitcoin. If, to go if you've got 30 grand. <laughs> okay. True. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I could just sit, I could throw my money in there, turn off crypto, turn it off. And eventually five years from now, I will have more money. However, if I look at the macro environment, I look at TA, I do my research and I know I can buy more coins at the bottom because I'm listening and watching Nick's TA and I'm doing my research on the projects and I'm like, okay. And then now I'm confirming what Chris has been saying about this China thing. And Elon Musk is saying the same thing. And now it's coming to CNBC. Dude, we've been saying this for two weeks. And right? you're verifying it and doing your own research. That's the main exactly. thing. That's what everybody exactly. should be doing. I do. I want, we were going to talk about this today until I, you know, it came on this morning on the news and I was like, oh shit, it's happening. Right now it's, now it's starting to get talked about on, on bigger platforms as far as like news outlets, right? So it's coming. Not trying to yeah, sorry, Michael. I was going to say, we know media spreads fear, right? Yeah, look, I'm not trying to spread FUD, but I'm just trying to keep you guys safe. You guys, you're seeing these green candles. You see Bitcoin hit 25K and you're like, okay, I got to get in the market. I mean, it's just a chance you're not going to be, as, be able to buy as many tokens as you want, right? I, bet, I, I guess that's what it is at the end of the day, right? If you're okay buying in right now and you want to hold, that's cool. That's up to you money you do what you want but for me what i'm going to do is i'm going to wait because i want to see how this plays out and i want to be able to accumulate as many coins tokens i i just want as many as i can hold before all of this macro stuff finally comes to a like settling stage right where it just kind of calms down and then we can finally crab walk our way up for the next couple of years and you know really make some good money and take profits on the way up i think that's the uh i think that's the ultimate goal but um one more thing i wanted to talk about uh, as far as equities and all that stuff. I know you guys hate when we talk about this stuff. You'd rather talk about crypto, but I think a lot of this is meaningful. Joey, I think last week you talked about oil and somebody doing uh, TA on oil. So yep. look, today, oil is down an additional, I think, 5% uh, on fears of demand. So I think it's down, God, I think it got down to like $84 a barrel which is pretty low. Like it's getting down to a point where we talked about, right? Where it's coming down uh, and it's going to hit that bottoming and then it's going to bounce back up. So that's just what they were covering on CNBC today. It's been a big topic. It's been on there since six this morning. They're still continuing to talk about it throughout the day. So oil is going to be something to watch um, here in the coming months just to see, okay, as it bottoms out, is it going to bounce back up and go back to where it was at over a hundred bucks, you know, uh, a, a barrel, but. We'll see something something to keep an eye on yeah that that um that ta that i've seen um i'm just looking at it now you, you're right uh, w uh crude oils uh just under 89 dollars at time recording yeah i've seen something essentially uh who likes elliot way theory you know it was 
uh, oil potentially on um, an ABC correction to the upside with the with the B wave coming in and the C wave potentially taking us to 150, maybe 160 dollars a barrel. That if that did happen, that's going to be a whole world of hurt. Yeah, that'll be brutal to watch, and that will be economies just not in a good spot. So, anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about some crypto stuff. Let's talk about Akala, the DeFi platform for uh, on Polkadot. Joey, what what can you tell me about this? I know this just happened. I think yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, Akala is uh, a parachain uh, on um, the Akala network is a parachain on Polkadot, and it has a, a native stable coin uh, AUSD, not to be confused with. Um, Australian dollars, but um, essentially collapsed to zero, absolute zero um, on on Sunday uh, after hackers exploited a bug in a newly deployed uh, liquidity pool, and they minted um, just literally just under one point three billion tokens out out of thin air. So it pretty pretty shocking hack, um, really bad um, suffering for Akala. Uh, polka dot price uh, did uh, get hit as well now i know the market was moving down at the time so but you can see that polka dot uh, went down um uh, dumped a bit bit more than altcoins around it so so polka dot price was uh, definitely uh, affected by this as well but yeah the, the carla suffered the exploit it saw its native over over collateralized their stable coin AUSD uh, plummet to zero uh, the exploit was due to a misconfiguration issue uh, in uh, the newly launched um, IBTC to AUSD liquidity pool um, that allowed uh, users to mint uh, unlimited uh, of the, the stablecoin from absolute thin air. Now, post the incident, Akala immediately halted swaps and cross-chain transfers, uh, leaving the uh, exploiters uh, stuck with around 99% of the erroneously minted um, new stablecoin uh, on the parachain. Now, after that, um, they quickly put the network uh, maintenance mode, uh, sorry, put the network in maintenance mode, pause in on-chain swaps, uh, Polkadot polka uh, cross-chain communications, and Oracle price feeds to keep the stolen funds from leaving the parachain. So essentially trying to like sort of uh, trap uh, that the hackers. But it, you know, it still caused the collapse of the stablecoin, and you know, it completely, completely depegged. It, it's really, it's really not good at the moment. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything that. Uh, I mean, I don't see that Polkadot's price really shifted too terribly. It was, no, it wasn't too terrible, but I, I would say it went down a little bit more. Maybe, maybe I'm just speculating. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, in the in the last seven days, Polkadot's down four percent. Right, the last twenty four hours, it's down less than one percent. So. I can't imagine that there was too much. Just, I think the main thing is that just these hacks continue to happen, right? There's people are desperate, desperate for money and desperate to exploit some some of these projects. Just, I don't know what the deal is with it, but and I don't know how to fix it, right? I mean, who knows how to fix it? I don't know if regulation is going to fix it. It's just how certain projects are set up. They're they're vulnerable, and that's where you know projects like say a Polyswarm or Quant Stamp these projects come into play. And this is why we talked about those security coins, which if you guys haven't seen that episode, go back and take a look at that one. I mean, we, we got into lossless, polyswarm and quad stamp talking about, you know, coins that could potentially help these other projects, you know, detect some of this stuff. So I don't know, Joey, how does it get fixed, man? How do we keep the hackers away? Oh, that <laughs> that is a very tough question because <laughs> I think, you know, the problem is, is that, there's good actors that are very smart, but there's bad actors that are very smart as well. And if you can make more money being a, 
you know, dare I say, you're going to make more money being a bad actor than a good good actor. You know that that what this is a problem. This is why there's 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 thieves. You know, you know, you know, very intelligent people tried to rob trains and banks or whatever in the past, and now those very intelligent people try and do things a little bit safer than that. That you're less likely to get shot or you know raided by uh, you know arrested by the police in uh, hacking hacking um, crypto projects and, and, and stealing coins and having it disappear around the world via wire transactions. And then you're off on a private jet to God knows where. So <laughs> I, I have absolutely, uh, that, I, I can't answer that question. It, yeah. I don't think there's a it's really unfortunate. Yeah. I don't think there's a way to really it, to think, answer that. I think the only answer is, is that the security technology's just got to get better. That's the only answer. Or they, yeah, they need, they need to start utilizing some of these projects that are, you know, that's, that's, they literally what they do, just like an Oracle. That's what they do, right? Like, so it, they're going to, instead of trying to provide their own, you know, security, maybe, maybe start, you know, utilizing some of these projects that that's what they focus on. That's what they do. That's what they do all day. It's 24 hours a day for them. So um, yeah, hopefully the hack, I mean, the hacks are going to, unfortunately the hacks are going to happen. There's well, smart but, people out there and they're looking to exploit some of these projects. What What's actually Interesting. I'm quite surprised that the actual Akala token uh, didn't actually dump too much. In fact, it went down less than Polkadot, which is quite quite staggering. You well, know, maybe, maybe Polkadot got to it so fast that like maybe they helped recover people's. I, I don't know. I yeah, I think, I think there's going to be some some more some more news um, uh, about this. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at it now, um, seeing if there's anything else. It says the, the on-chain data also revealed that several of the users mimicked the original hacker. And exploited the bug for themselves. So uh, that just shows you how, how how bad people can be out there. You know, if there was one original hacker and then others who, when when initially going out to be bad actors, realized, oh, we can just help ourselves to a piece of cake as well. I mean, it's it's terrible, isn't it? But they they also minted between eighty million uh, of um, the AUSD each as well. Uh, you know, uh, stealing thousands of dollars from the liquidity pool. The total sum. Of the stolen funds is estimated to be less than ten million dollars. So that's possibly why it's not dumped too much. Because don't get me wrong, ten million dollars it, it, it's still an outrageous theft as far as I'm concerned personally. But I'm aware in sort of uh, crypto hacking and theft, it's actually not. Believe it or not, that's not actually the biggest number. I mean, we've seen six hundred uh, million dollars stolen off Axie Infinity. So this this is a this is a drop in the ocean um, compared to that. But yeah. I think I think we've uh, we've covered it. We we don't have an answer on how we're going to stop these hacks yet. It's 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 one of the unfortunate things in the space. Let's all just have our fingers crossed that in the future uh, security uh, on these protocols improves and we don't have to worry about this in the future. But for now, it is what it is. For now, another hack that we've had to tell you about. So moving on, next topic. Everything's uh, everything's bearish, and even the next thing is like not even that bearish, but it's a little bit bearish. Maybe we'll but... maybe we'll get positive. <laughs> we'll we'll get positive before the end. But let's let's. Well, we yeah, we're gonna finish on a high. We're gonna finish tell, on a tell, high. Yeah, tell me the next one. Tell me the next one. I think it has something to do with LinkedIn and CZ, right? Yeah. So, um, li- you know, I've I've lost. I had some information pulled up on this one. I've That's completely, okay. I've completely lost. I've got it, Mike. I've got it. So yeah. So um, LinkedIn um essentially is. Uh, being highlighted from ZZ at Binance as some, something to watch out for and be aware of crypto scams. So LinkedIn crypto scams typically start off with uh, unsolicited 
uh, token listing offers from LinkedIn users claiming to be from reputable crypto exchanges. Now, CZ has come out and mentioned um, Binance, for instance, saying only 50 or so profiles out of um, 7,000 uh, Binance employees on LinkedIn are real. Only 50 out of 7,000. So 6,900 or whatever out of the 7,000 claiming to be Binance employees are fake, are scammers, are bots, are scam bots. I mean, that, that's pretty that's pretty shocking numbers. And I'm glad, uh, you know, we know CZ is fantastic in the space, even though, you know, he's, yes, he's one of the richest people in the space, but we know he's also, you know, a man of the people. Uh, I, I do genuinely, sincerely believe that. And I think it's great that he's come out on Twitter and uh, let, let everyone um, know about this. He said, I wish Link, LinkedIn had a feature to let the company verify people. So, you know, so many, hey, I'm responsible for listing scammers on LinkedIn. You know, be careful. Yeah, I think people just need to, look, I don't click links. I think that's the ultimate thing. Like, that's how people get you, right? You click a link, and then you've just opened up a can of worms at that point. I don't click links. I just don't. So I don't know how people, I, tr truthfully, if you've been scammed before, I'm sorry. But on the flip of that, like, use your brain. Don't click silly links. Don't assume that somebody from Binance is messaging you on LinkedIn. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that that's, make, that's the point to get across. Like, just don't click links. Be smart about it. Okay? Yeah, or just any any unsolicited request um, you get in crypto, you know, you've just see, seriously just doubt, doubt doubt it from the start, and and then and then try and verify it. Don't don't think oh it's probably it's probably okay, and and then verify it. Oh, I might verify later. No, if you get any unsolicited request in crypto, so I say hey I've got this crypto, or hey oh I I want to talk crypto, with, just don't get involved. It's like we say in uh, we've our link for our Discord uh, is in the description below. No no member uh, no uh, cheeky crypto moderators. Uh, no no one from from the team will direct message you. Uh, first, we will always, you know, at, if we want to speak to anyone or speak to us, it will at message you in um, community chats, but we will never uh, direct message you without you knowing. So just be aware of that. Any unsolicited, if you get an unsolicited request uh, any other way and you weren't expecting a DM from us, et cetera, it will be a scam. Be aware. All right. Let's, let's talk something positive. Um, Shiba Inu is up 30%. In the last seven days, yeah. Why? Why? Because I'm not surprised, Mike. I've I've been I've been calling for this one, that, and you knew I knew a rally was coming on on Shiba Inu. Uh, I wasn't sure when it was coming, so this is the reason why I didn't actually actively trade. It was long because there was a bit of like uh, you know uncertainty on certain dates of when uh, certain things were going to launch on on the project. But yeah, I was looking back in uh, I think it was like January, February. I was reading news about um you know, the SHIB game coming. We know now it's um, SHIB Eternity. It's landed on, uh, it's, landed on it's available on, on iOS. Um, and yeah, there's been many, many downloads, a lot of uh, uptake. There's, you know, huge um, SHIB Arena community around the world, especially a lot in the USA and um, Southeast Asia in particular. And yeah, it's, it's, get, it's been getting absolute tons of downloads. It's been getting um, uh, good reviews so far from uh, everything I've seen. We've also got, you know, SHIB 2.0 and the SHIB project team are, are building a lot in the background. And when you've got that huge community power behind you, it doesn't matter what you think of the project. Some people say, oh, Shiba Inu, me. Oh, yeah, that, that's just a ridiculous coin where there's a load of ridiculous kids throwing a bit of money into. But you've got, you can't, 
underestimate the power of community and the power of a community to move move the price of a crypto token. Yeah, look, I, you know, I, I think out of the quote unquote meme coin world, I don't know if it's technically a meme coin, but I. I I think Shiba Inu has the most potential out of all the ones. You know, I agree between, with that. Between Doge and Doge Elon Mars and Saitama Inu. And you know, I, that, that was what I first kind of looked at when I, when I first got into this, obviously, because it was really cheap and everybody was talking about it. But, but Mike, on, yester- on yesterday's podcast um, on my own, I actually, you know, I said, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but this, this was just my opinion, my, my own personal prediction. I said, Shib will flip Solana. What are your thoughts on that? Like, like, like now? No, like no, 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 not like, I, I, not, no, let's just say ever. Let's just say sometime in the future. No, I'm not putting the time limit. I'm oh, at some a, time I'm in the future? The time, I'm not putting the time limit on this. I'm just saying, I believe SHIB will flip Solana. Let me go look at their. Ah. I'm going to say no. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's going to be interesting. That's I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Unless Solana continues to just get hacked and have downtimes and you know and i don't even like solana i i yeah. don't but i just but you know in the, in the immediate future i'm looking at shit, i know that um, i feel like that upset you just now when i said no, no. It, 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 it didn't upset me at all you know it's, it's all a matter of opinions i'm looking at i'm looking at shib in the market at the minute you know ranked 12 and i i could see it flipping um you know, potentially flipping polka dot and doge pretty pretty soon if it maintains if it maintains bullish, you know, if, if if positive news keeps coming out, because we are expecting a pullback in the market, but it's very possible that SHIB, you know, may pull back less than than doge or dot. So even though if SHIB starts moving to the downside, it can still it could still flip them. I think it I think it's I think it's possible. I really do. I think yeah, it's got more I, community power behind it at the moment. Okay. I mean from a community standpoint, sure. The Shiba Inu Knights is what I'll call them. Shib Army. Shib Army. That's right. That's right. Shib Army. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, Shib has Shib has potential and it's been doing very well over the last, you know, week or so. But there's a couple other projects, Joey, when you go through the coin market cap that are actually pumping pretty hard. Chili's being one of them. Chili's in the last uh God, in 24 hours, Chili's is up 13%, seven days is up 33%. Chili's was a project when I first got started, I was actually very interested in. Um, I think it's a project worth taking a look at. Um I, I don't know. I haven't seen any news. Obviously, I've been down and out here over the last week or so. Is there any news on Chili's that has happened? Honestly, Mike, I wouldn't know. Personally, it's not it's not one that I've actually um, looked into much either. But I think, yeah, I think we, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do some digging on this one. I think. Well, here I'll just give a quick little just sentence about what Chili's is. Chili's is a leading digital currency for sports and entertainment by the eponymous Alta-based fintech provider. Uh, it operates the blockchain-based sports entertainment platform, Socios, which enables users to participate in the governance of their own, of their favorite sports brands, multiple fan tokens, yada, yada, yada. So you guys can look this up, but I mean, look, they're, they're, I'm reading this correctly. It's talking about Bar- uh, FC Barcelona, Manchester City, uh, you know, big, big, big sporting, sporting that- that's Fine right. Works. That's right. Yeah, I do. I do actually. Now that you've said that, that does ring a bell. I do. I do remember that uh, seeing that they they're partnered in, in in the sporting world. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, do some digging on. Yeah, this the, and they're very active. They're very active on Twitter too. Go check. We'll we'll take a peek. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a breakdown on Chili's because you know it's been doing some good stuff. I always hear positive things about Chili's. Uh, I just think that maybe I missed you know getting in really early on Chili's, but it's been making some moves, man. It's 
Yeah, it's it's doing very well. Well, some um, ma- nice magical internet money was made on Chili's if you were in the trader tier Patreon at Cheeky Crypto. So we had a we had a good trade to the upside on that one. Obviously, it's gone even higher, so gains could have been more. Look, that's the way it goes. We locked in gains. It is what it is. You know, cu- couple others worth mentioning, Joey. Uh, Stepping up fourteen percent last seven days. It's up seven. It's up eleven percent last twenty four hours. Uh, that's GMT. Uh, yeah, I, I I called this one out early when when it launched, and I you know I regret not buying more of it. And I did because it went on an absolute rip tear. You could have got in at ten cents, I believe, when I called it out, and it went to four dollars. Do the maths on that one. Big big gains, and then a massive massive pullback. Um, as you'd expect once the, the market crashed and you know Terra Luna came, but I, I think that was to be expected. It went on just an absolute insane rip. Now, do I think? Honestly, that GMT will get back to all-time highs uh, anytime soon. I don't personally. I actually don't. I think there was just way too much FOMO into it. I think it was a bit too, like, a bit too much hype. It was way too much hype. Um, this, like, oh, move to earn. This is going to change everything. And the, the rewards, the, if you looked at how much you could make, you know, I'm not, look, I'm not going to foot it. I'm not going to say it was a Ponzi. I'm not going to say that from the start. But what I will say is, is that in my personal opinion, and none of this is financial advice, but just look what the rewards were on Stepan to begin with. I think, you know, in terms of uh, uh, GST as well, you know, I just think there was no way that they could uh, keep up um, paying out um, that, 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 that level of, that level of rewards. It was, it was, it was just giving away too much and it, ha- it had to come down. The rewards had to decrease eventually. So that, so when the project was up at $4, uh, pullback, it was, it was inevitable in my opinion. Yeah. Good project. Interesting project. One we unsustainable. Might that was the word I was looking for. I think the rewards were unsustainable, Mike. <laughs> there you go. Did you bust out your Webster's dictionary in order to find that one? No, honestly, Mike, I just, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, I literally just went blank for a minute. It happens sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. It happens. Hey, the last one, last one I want to chat about is Anchor. Uh, Anchor is a community project. We, uh, you know, we like it on the uh, Discord and Patreon. It's up forty five percent in the last seven days. Anchor A N K R is the ticker for it. Uh, pretty interesting project. I know Nick has always been very bullish on Anchor. Um, I don't know a ton about Anchor. Uh, basically, it says Anchor, uh, Anchor Build, Anchor provides comprehensive blockchain developer solutions, including traditional APIs, a decentralized multi-chain network of public RPC nodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to dig into this because I don't even know what half those letters mean. Uh, An- An- Anchor is going to be huge in DeFi. Um, and Yeah, it's more of a DeFi play. Yeah, I, I, made, I, made, I made some fair money um, on Anchor uh, and sold out. And I will definitely, prob- well, yeah, I'm going to say definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying back into Anchor. Um, do I wish maybe now as it, this pump has come out with, you know, the Anchor 2.0 news and more importantly, the, the Binance um, Labs investment, the bottom could be in on Anchor now because of that news. Solely because on that news, the bottom could be in or it could go to lower lows. But what I'll do is I'm just going to wait for a pullback after this, you know, initial FOMO. And I'm probably going to start laddering in a position back into Anchor because I really rate the project. Yeah, project that I considered getting into uh, right when I joined Cheeky Crypto, but just haven't hasn't resonated with me. I'm not into many DeFi plays uh, currently. So, um, but yeah, hey, look, some projects are doing good, but I still think at the end of the day, the big dogs, a lot of the projects that we t- typically cover: Cardano, XRP, Ethereum, Bitcoin. Um, a lot of the top 10 projects 
polka dot um agix estal Chain. these projects they, they still have a correction coming so um i hate to continue to be bearish but hey we're in bearish times and you guys are just gonna have to take what we give you because that's the times that we're in eventually things are going to turn around bottom's going to come eventually it might be already in hey if bitcoin only goes back to 18k i'm still cool with that because some of these projects like cardano they're still going to dump right v chain's still going to dump we're still going to get some great opportunities to buy in and you know, I'm I'm um, I'm getting excited for it, man. It's because I think it's getting closer. I think it's getting closer. Joey, final thoughts, bro. Final thoughts uh, today is I just want to say to the community, please, please stay engaged. Uh, I know I appreciate you know across the board, um, overall interest in crypto is down, views are down on uh, videos, etc. But just stay engaged because I do believe that this is the way you're going to make nice magical internet money down the line. And you don't want to leave the space now uh, when, when, we're on, when we're in a downturn and then come back when we're back at the top again. Please don't do that. Just stay engaged. Can't guarantee how long we're going to be down here or how long we're going to be waiting, but just, just stay involved. Even doubt, again, not financial advice, but even doubt, just keep dollar cost averaging away. Keep, keep talking, stay interested. And, you know, Thanks for all your support so far. The channel is growing and also on Cheeky Crypto as well. And guys, speaking out to especially members of the Discord and members of our Cheeky community, please just keep smashing those likes because uh, on smash the likes on the podcast and smash the likes on um, the main channel uh, videos as well. Even, even if the ones that you, you know, I appreciate not everyone can have the minutes in the day to watch uh, every video, but just help, help us out. Keep smashing those likes. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You guys, your final thoughts sometimes just crack me up. It almost sounds like a plea. It's almost like, please, please. Nah, it's all good. Hey, look, uh, I'm back for today, but you probably guys, you guys probably aren't going to see me for a few more days. I got some stuff that I'm handling in the, in the, in the outside of here, uh, but I'll be back shortly. Joey and Imran are kicking butt anyways without me. So, uh, but anyways, hey, final thoughts for me, uh, similar to what Joey said. You know, just pay attention to the space. Don't leave the space. I think some big things are going to be popping soon and some great opportunities are ahead just around the corner. <laughs> so anyways, thanks so much for listening in. Make sure you smash the like, smash the subscribe. Also, hey, quick shout out to the new Discord moderators that we just got. Shout out to the boys, Randy, JB, End Times, and oh my God, don't kill me. AKA Keith. <laughs> uh, and Matt. Whip. And Wills, and Wills is in today as well. Yeah. Hey, look, Discord's growing. Patreon's growing, right? It's over 4,000 members now on Discord. Huge the community. Best community. The when best I say community. it's a big community and we're there 24-7, literally there are moderators on there 24-7 answering questions, helping everybody out. So give us a check. It's free to join. Uh, you won't be disappointed. So anyways, thanks so much, guys. Catch you in the next one. Catch you in the next one.